This is a conspiracy. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. It is November 28th, Tuesday, November 28th. So today I'm going to take a look at Merriam-Webster's word of the year, which is authentic. That's funny because most of the things we see in major mainstream media are less than authentic. Also going to take a look at, I'm also going to take a look at the Louisville bank shooter. If you don't remember when that happened, uh, that was some time ago, just after the Nashville shooter. And we saw a little bit of her manifesto as it was leaked that she was a left wing nut job who was killing Whitey because that's what she was told to do. But we found out a little bit uh, revealed from his manifesto, we already knew that he was against lax gun laws, so he decided to go out, a, go out and buy an AR-15 to shoot a bunch of people with because he didn't like lax gun laws. And apparently, he went to shoot the security guard and he couldn't do it because the gun wasn't, wasn't loaded properly. And it just goes to show you what happens with a left-wing nut job. You know, they can't shoot straight. But apparently also he wanted to massacre upper class white people. Where did he get that idea? And uh, also I'll be looking at the Washington Post article uh, that confesses pollution is fueling the sex imbalance among endangered green sea turtles, but they don't think that same pollution is affecting sex imbalance among humans. And I'll also be talking a little bit about carnivore diets. Um, Esoteric Ed on his channel, The Outer Light, was talking about that uh, briefly, so that was in my head. And then I saw this article. Of course, the system is pushing us not to eat meat, that it's not really healthy, and I'm gonna talk about why, but uh, high-protein meat, all-meat diets, carnivore diets, are, are very healthy, especially for older people. Um, and, and you should give it a shot, especially if you want to lose weight. And the main reason is it doesn't contain sugar. And sugar and substitute sugars are one of the reasons for um, the high levels, especially in the West, the high levels of obesity and diabetes. So I'll be talking about these headlines and more, uh, but first don't forget to engage the channel. <laughs> like, subscribe, share, leave a comment. Check out my other website, libpop.org. Learn about libertarian populism. Check out the audio podcast, moodysrevelation.com. Follow me on social media, Substack X. Get our minds. Um, so let's get into the headlines here. So we're going to start off with the AP reporting on Merriam-Webster's Word of the Year for 2023, and it is authentic, and that's very strange. I always look, as a truth seeker, look for authenticity in myself, in others, in the world around me, um, and that's what's severely lacking. Maybe uh, Web's, maybe that's why Webster uh, had it as the Word of the Year, but I don't think that's, I think it's a propaganda ploy because I think what it is, is it's trying to gloss 
put a veneer of authenticity over what we're seeing today, which is a pile of lies and bullshit. So, but the AP starts off, I'll just read the lead. In an age of deep fakes and post-truth, whatever that is, uh, uh, deep fakes are real, uh, but post-truth is not. Uh, that was that was an effort to label the Trump administration post-truth as, uh, and then again, as artificial rose and Elon Musk turned Twitter into S, the Miriam word of the year, is authentic. And they just go on to say, um, we see in 2023 a kind of crisis of authenticity, he said, whoever this person is, Peter Sokolowski, the editor of At Large, I guess for Miriam Webster, uh, a, a crisis of authenticity, he said ahead of a Monday's uh, announcement of the year's word. We realize that is when we question authenticity, we value it even more. Agreed. Uh, the problem is there is a crisis of authenticity. It has nothing to do with MAGA or uh, the emergence of right-wing populism or libertarian populism, as I'd like to say. Uh, there is a crisis of authenticity, and it comes from the people that have been in power and that increasingly see us as dumb animals and and think the lies are gonna continue to uh, succeed when in fact, um, as more and more people learn and, and basically as um, uh, it's really causality um, that people learn just from their environment, from the people they're around, people start questioning what is told to them what they accepted at one time as truth, they are now questioning. And so authenticity is indeed paramount. Uh, but what we're getting from the press department, like at the White House, is not authenticity whatsoever. When Karine Jean-Pierre uh, continually glosses over the fact that the economy is in the shitter and she has to come out every day and say the economy is fine. Uh, it's basically gaslighting. I guess you would say in a time of gaslighting, authenticity is paramount. So I'm then going to talk a little bit about uh, the Louisville bank shooter uh, wanted to massacre upper class white people to highlight lax gun laws. Very strange. And we do have some video here of him entering the bank in his little white sneakers and an AR-15, which he didn't know how to load properly. So when he went into the bank and first targeted the security guard, the gun didn't fire. The, the man who killed five people at a Louisville, Kentucky bank in April was motivated by his outrage over the nation's gun laws, which he considered lax and hoped a bloody rampage of white victims would spur politicians into action, according to police report released Tuesday that contained excerpts from the killer's journal. Of course, he had a journal. And this is no different than any other leftist that engage in crimes or don't engage in crimes. They think they there are lacks gun laws, and so they want mass shootings so the laws could get stricter. And that's why I am often thinking about conspiracies to get people to shoot up schools or banks or, or other crowded places in an effort to promote stricter gun laws. That's the only reason for it. There is not any motive 
this person's motive is closer to the truth and they're trying to connect motive to these mass shooters for decades now. We haven't seen motive. People just go into places for no reason and shoot up children or just regular people on the street. You can't determine why, why someone would throw away their lives basically uh, to do something. And we have learned that SSRI drugs, antidepressants, uh, create homicidal and suicidal ideation. That's one cause, but that's not a motive. That's a cause. And a, another motive may be to get stricter gun laws. Connor Sturgeon gunned down co-workers inside a conference room in an old national bank on East Main on April 10th after he admitted in his journal that he was suffering from mental health issues, was dissatisfied with his jobs and the direction his life was taking, mental health issues. Gee, was he on antidepressants? No, no. Eight others were injured in the shooting, including a responding officer who was struck in the head and critically wounded. Sturgeon fired more than 40 rounds in about eight minutes. Wow. Eight, 40 rounds in eight minutes. Now, that's not a lot, okay? 200 rounds in two minutes, that's a lot. So we see here the accurate reporting, and now we've found here that 40 rounds, so that's a magazine and a third uh, for an AR-15. So we had time to change magazines, which I don't know where the police were. He was shooting for eight minutes. Usually response time for a fire is two minutes. So how did he shoot for eight minutes? And that's why usually with mass shootings, they don't really take that long unless the re response time is somehow thwarted. I've decided to make an impact. These people do not deserve to die, but because I was depressed and able to buy guns, they're gone. Did he even write now? I'm very suspect of, of, of this. Have you seen with sometimes with a lot of manifestos, you look at them and you're like, this guy didn't write this. I am depressed, therefore people must die. Perhaps this is the impact for change, upper class white people dying. I certainly would not have been able to do this if it were more difficult to get a gun. So he had mental health issues. Oh my God, this is so easy, he wrote in bold. I knew it would be doable, but this is ridiculous. Well, it is Kentucky, Louisville. Um, so this just leads into the fact that this guy's a, a loser and he had mental health issues. He was probably on SSRI or antidepressants. This doesn't surprise me at all that this guy went up and, and this is what drives people to shoot banks. Stupid leftist thinking, obviously, and it's all, all about me, all about me, all about the cause. Um, it's a, a, a combination of a homicidal ideation and narcissism, it sounds. So I always said narcissism is the biggest, biggest mental health problem that we have. Because if you take God out of the equation and, and God's tenets in the Bible, then you just think of yourself and the, your, your universe revolves around you, um, which is really, you got to think a lot of yourself to say, I'm going to go do something and it's going to change things. Um, it, it could perhaps, 
But the best way to change things is change yourself. And the next best thing is to change uh, people's minds around you. So this is from BBC. Cripple murder. French pledged to tackle ultra-right after teen killing sparks protests. Again, here we have an issue where uh, Muslim immigrants, and I have nothing against Islam, but immigrants from different country ganged up on a white kid and murdered him, stabbed him to death. And so the native population in this French village rose up. And so just like what happened in Dublin, and this is the reason I brought it up, is the same thing happened in Dublin. There is a crime. And then they said, no, it had nothing to do with the guy being an immigrant. He was an immigrant not a recent immigrant in Dublin. The guy was had lived in, in Ireland for 20 years, but he was an immigrant from Algeria who stabbed school children and a teacher and a, apparently another guy. And then the native Irish rose up, supposedly. It's, it's hard to say because they were all dressed in black and apparently anarchists. So it's hard to say, but they blame... They're reactionaries. And, and this is what bothered me about Tucker Carlson starts using these, uh, the term as of radical all the time when describing people on the right. People on the right, traditionalists, conservatives are not radical. They're reactionary. You're reacting in an extreme way to something that happens, something new that happens, a new progressive ideal. So this happened in France, also in a small town of Crepole, or Crepole, where a young kid was murdered by a gang of immigrant teens, purportedly. Reportedly, I would say. Um, and then the town rose up, and then, so what do the officials in France do? They're going to ban ultra-right, which just means any reactionary comment or group um, that opposes immigration immigration or immigrants. And this is all um, part of the Hegelian dialectic. Uh, so you bring in uh, immigrants who don't assimilate, have a different culture, um, and there is some uh, xenophobia amongst the, the population, the native population, and so it puts people at odds. You know, it, like I said, is the, the I like diversity and a multi multiculti, but if you bring in thousands of immigrants who aren't willing to assimilate, you're going to have problems. And they tried to get that done in 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 France. So this is the next article from the Washington Post here: pollution fueling a sex imbalance among endangered green turtles, sea turtles. And I just have to say, the the takeaway here is they don't, in the current studies, researchers took liver samples from hatchlings then analyzed them for substances that might influence sex development. They found evidence of contaminant, contaminants thought to mimic the female sex hormone estrogen. And then we've been talking about this for years. Um, they're endocrine disruptors developing the embryo, embryo, pushing the odds toward female sex development. Turtles born with higher concentrations of these substances, which they don't name, 
which are um, BPA from plastics and most particularly atrazine from for, uh, pesticide, herbicide runoff. They say including metals such as chromium, lead, and cadmium in industrial byproducts like poly <laughs> polychlorinated biphenols. And I always said the chlorine is more dangerous than carbon. Um, we're likelier to be female. But they take out the actual important part of the studies because we know endocrine disruptors, these metals might be endocrine disruptors, but the real plague in the problem is atrazine and other pesticide runoff and also uh, leaking uh, leaching from plastics that are everywhere, microplastics are um, BPA, bisphenol A, I believe, which is also a known uh, hormone disruptor. So Bloomberg reports, eat less meat is message for rich world in food's first net zero plan. Excuse me. Food's carbon footprint. So now it's not people that have a carbon footprint, it's food. The world's most developed nations will be told to curb their excessive appetite for meat as part of the first comprehensive plan to bring the global agri-food industry into the lo- into line with the Paris Climate Accord. I'm not going to go into the article. It's just the fact that they're telling you this. Uh, a carnivore diet, all meat diet is healthy for you, particularly because it doesn't have what we just talked about, which is herbicides, atrazine. So people that eat more salad that isn't organic uh, tend to develop hormonal cancers because as we know, even <laughs> by the world organizations like the UN, that uh, atrazine glyphosate, which is the main main herbicide used to you know kill weeds, is is a possible carcinogen, but most particularly a uh, 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 hormonal carcinogen. But these are also uh, hormonal mimickers or uh, endocrine disruptors. So they're forcing you away from meat, which has its own issues. I mean, chicken has antibiotics, which make you antibiotic resistant. So if you ever get an infection, you take antibiotics, they won't work as well because you've been taking antibiotics while eating all this chicken. And also beef, which uh, uh, contains hormones which is another problem uh, entirely, what these uh, hormones in the meat of beef, what they actually do to you is, is unknown, whether they force you uh, hormonally to change. So that being said, um, but meat is good for you, especially if you're, the older you get, the more protein you get uh, for muscle development, but also for cognitive function. Just so you know, so you, the older you get, you need more protein. Also, the reason uh, meat, all meat diets are, are, are so beneficial is because they don't have sugar. And sugar, especially processed sugar, uh, can be bad for you and it, it makes you gain weight. So people are like, they eat all meat. And they're like, wow, I'm losing all this meat, meat uh, there's all this weight because they're not consuming sugar. 
So going into some other news, uh, bird flu kills hundreds of flamingos in Argentina. I'll just read the lead and I'll get into my theory here. An outbreak of bird flu has killed 220 flamingos in the northwestern Argentina, officials have confirmed. Um, the H5N1 strain of the avian flu virus currently spreading through South America can infect an entire flock within days. It can also spread to humans and other mammals through their droppings and saliva. So where's that that aspect? There was something I read here that the officials were warning people not to touch dead birds, dead flamingos, because the avian flu can spread to humans. And I bet you they're going to target Malay, Javier Malay, who just won the presidential election there in Argentina. They're going to target him with the bird flu. So I wouldn't be surprised if Malay comes down with the bird flu and dies. That's just my conspiracy-minded thinking goes, why would all of a sudden there's avian flu in Argentina? Okay, it could be spread to humans. And so there'll be no, nobody will look any further if he got the avian flu and died. Or there's an outbreak that, that you know, affects the pop- population of Argentinians. Because that's what, if you, if you go into, if you go and support Populist politics, doesn't matter where you are, you're going to suffer. That's the message. So Axios is reporting, this is from last week sometime. Oh, only a couple days ago. Romney, most Democrats would be an upgrade from Trump. So in his interview, in his most recent interview, um, he says that he would vote for a Democrat before voting for Trump. If Trump is the nominee, he would vote for Democrats. So he's not a Republican. I told you most of the Uniparty and the Rhino people, they're all corporate shills. Doesn't matter if they have an R or D next to their name. They're supporting the system. And in fact, they support the system so much that if you are not a, a, a candidate for the system, you won't get support. If you're a candidate for the people, which is democracy in a republic, he won't support that person because Trump is dangerous or something like that. NBC News reports cars, should cars have built-in speed limits? Some think it's time. The National Transportation Safety Board, (laughs) under that loser Buttigieg, recommended that all new vehicles come equipped with technology to make speeding difficult or impossible. Who wants that in a free society? So you go to pass a truck, and you're like, you can't go faster than the truck. I mean, that's what's going to happen when they're all automated vehicles, when we're all driving around, excuse me, driving, we're all riding around in electric Ubers and Lyfts. They won't, they'll probably be allowed to speed then, but if you control your car, you can't speed. And I'm against that. I'm against speed limits, to be honest with you. I think you should be able to drive um, as safe, uh, as fast as you can, as long as it's safe. And that's what people don't understand. They do that in Germany. I mean, there are speed limits in certain areas where they're going to be pedestrians and whatnot, or traffic lights and all that stuff. I'm not against speed limits per se, but especially on the highway, I don't think you should be regulated. This is uh, from futurism.com. Sports 
Sports Illustrated published articles by fake AI generated writers. We asked them about it and they deleted everything. Um, like I said, we're, we're going into the robot world. I talked about this yesterday with the suspension of a, a $55 million Netflix series, which, um, pro, which talked about a dystopia involving humanoids or humanoid robots and, and the like, a technology which they want to boost and they don't want to show in a, in a detrimental light because they want robots. There wouldn't be robots if, if the elite didn't want robots. There wouldn't be AI if the, if, if the elite didn't want AI. And all this is to um, supplant human endeavor. So the worker in particular, whether it's an electronic autonomous lift car, you know, a lift ride, a ride share, ride sharing, service or a bartender or a sports writer or in Amazon, the humanoid robots doing the bins, which is basically the human's work at Amazon is moving bins around. You know, it's all going to be supplanted. All of it. Even war. All going to be supplanted with robots. And as uh, Yuval Harari says, then what are humans going to be needed for? They won't. So the Atlantic reports, and I did a, a little feature on an Atlantic writer who said evangelical Christians are extremists, and he came from the evangelical Christian family. So that was yesterday. I'm going to put the video uh, from Sunday morning. I'm going to put that up on YouTube so you can watch that separately if you like. But the Atlantic reports, life, is, life really is better without the internet. Um, I agree. I, I like the internet because you can learn things from the internet. That's the only reason. I don't like the internet per se for entertainment. Um, but now that everything is streaming, uh, I like to read books, but I also like to watch movies. And so all that is streaming now. So I think life is better with the, without the internet. You know, I could sit up in the woods for weeks, read books and be plenty entertained, and learn also. Washington Post also reports in Alabama, another small town paper hit in open season on free pass, press, excuse me. Um, they just denote another instant, uh, another time where a, a town, city officials arrest a reporter for reporting, which is, I agree with the Washington Post in this sense, is that you can't attack the free press. I don't care if you're a government official or you're not a government official or, or whatever. You know, people get so drunk on power, and I said there's a problem with narcissism. They just go, they know it's wrong, but they go do it anyway. Because there's, like I always said, is, you know, physically stopping someone from doing something, whether it's arrest or what have you, is one step away from violence because arrest sort of is violent, but because you don't have an you don't have a fair argument or excuse. So if you can't verbally defend yourself, you have to take action, unfortunately. The Express UK Express reports Ukraine in trouble as it's running short on troops and prospects of success look dim. Indeed, Ukraine's grinding counteroffensive against Russia has failed to make any major breakthroughs. Of course. You're not going to beat Russia. 
not only that, you're on their doorstep. And so they will throw anything to protect. It's not about Ukraine as it is about creating a buffer for their Black Sea port and for Russia proper. Many of you might have seen already the video of Ukrainian uh, recruits who look like they're in their 50s and they don't look very happy to be drafted and going to the front. Um, And if you know anything about the Eastern Front, um, you die there. I had an uncle that I never knew that died on the Eastern Front fighting the Soviets. He was not a Nazi. I had no Nazis in my family. No party people. And people have to understand, 1930s Germany, you know, you'll see when you have a one-party state, you'll see, because that's coming in the United States, is that anybody who's against the party will be singled out. So you have to go along with what the party says, whether you're a party member or supporter or not. And same thing happens in China. Speaking of China, from the Daily Mail, Chinese growing espionage and propaganda threat in the U.S., Congress warns America has little grasp of how deep the Communist Party's influence has infiltrated communities across the nation. China spends billions on the United Front system each year and has a deep operation within the United States. The United States has no direct analog and the U.S. government has struggled to counter United Front work with traditional counterintelligence. That's what I told people for years. I go, we're, we're completely infiltrated because we have an open society. And if there's no major counter, um, it's going to run rampant and it's going to spread. And the more success they see, the more they're going to invest in it. So Joseph McCarthy, Senator Joseph McCarthy in the 50s was right um, with the Red Scare. He was correct. The way he dealt with it, I don't think was correct. But in fact, and it's much worse now. The communist Chinese has a much bigger Uh, espionage effort within the United States than the Soviets ever did. But people don't care. You're just racist against Asians. I'm not saying everybody who's Asian has to be suspected, but anybody who is a Chinese national should be suspect, certainly because they are required to spy for the CCP if they're Chinese national. Also, a lot of the diaspora uh, are also forced to spy Um, because their relatives back in China are threatened. And sometimes even if they don't have relatives back in China, um, the diaspora, the people that escape communism are still threatened um, by uh, CCP police stations that are set up here in the United States. I mean, it's the CCP police stations, the Confucius Institutes in, in, in academia, you have outright cooperation like uh what was the guy from i think it was from harvard the guy was ahead of the uh bio uh the bio lab the biological uh studies program at harvard was uh, was was receiving money from the communist chinese and cooperating with them Liebitz, lemnitz Liebitz, uh, I forget his name. So the Messenger reports, messenger.com, child pneumonia cases surge in Europe as fears rise over outbreak in China. Another country is reporting a mysterious surge of illnesses in children. Yes, a child pneumonia. But it's not a created virus. 
It's not a creative. I don't worry. It's not. It's, it's not a creative. It's not new. It's don't don't. You know they're trying another. Like I said yesterday, they're trying another vector. It's like no alert here. This isn't COVID. It's not another COVID. It's just something else. It's a mysterious illness coming out of China. But it wasn't created in a lab. I swear. China's COVID trauma returns as hazmat workers disinfect streets. And that is, again, over the pneumonia. Oh, I wanted to move this over. This was a New York Times article. Inside U.S. efforts to untangle the AI giant's ties to China, American spy agencies have warned that the Emirati firm, G42, and its work with large Chinese companies that U.S. officials considered security threats. Indeed. Because the Chinese tentacles, the Chinese communist tentacles are all over the world, and then they use uh, proxies to help spy. And you, there's, all you need to know is G42, which is an Arab Emirates company that uses artificial intelligence uh, to spy, really. Uh, it's actually what artificial intelligence does is sort through data to look for things of interest, uh, because everything, all the data is sucked up and it would be impossible for human analysts to look at it all. Even if you have programs to flag things. And then uh, from Newsweek, China confronts US warship as tension grows over Flashpoint, drove it away. Um, of course, New Newsweek says the Chinese military drove away a US ship that was in waters claimed by China. Um, we're, he we're certainly headed to a flashpoint. And the AFP reports China athletes as young as seven in military training to create Iron Army. So meanwhile, when our kids are, are jerking off the porn, maybe not at seven, but are, you know, we have a, uh, a babysitter come and she's 16 or whatever, and she still watches SpongeBob SquarePants. So we have 16-year-olds watching SpongeBob SquarePants, and in China, seven-year-olds are already doing military training. And uh, Fox News is reporting in the last article here, Pentagon official overseeing federal schools arrested in Georgia, human trafficking sting. So he was arrested for pandering, so he basically was looking for prostitution. It said some of the people that were human traffic were underage, but we don't know exactly how that plays into this Pentagon official who was looking to hire a prostitute or someone who was being held against her will for human trafficking, for sex purposes, sex trafficking. So, I don't know. I, hopefully that didn't take too long. Shit. Longer than I thought it was going to take. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, I got Perry on the line today. So we're going to have a Tuesdays with Perry. I think it's episode 63, 62, 63. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple things. He wants to talk about the original Thanksgiving, which has been getting some weird play uh, about the 1619, the Spanish conquistadors before they killed all the Native Americans, gave thanks. Um, but that's not the Thanksgiving we all know, which was the pilgrims who sought to... And, and there were many friendly relationships with Native Americans. Um, and, and Thanksgiving is the tale of one. 
Um, so he wants to talk about that. He wants to talk about a couple other things. Um, so we're going to get him on the line later today um, for another episode of Tuesdays with Perry. So stay tuned for that. That's it for me right now. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Follow me on social media, Twitter, X, excuse me, X, Getter, Facebook, Minds, True Social. I'll see you later.